welcome back to the student pod. My name is Marissa. I'm a fourth year transfer here at UCSB, UC Santa Barbara. And I cannot express to y'all how excited I am for this episode. I'm doing it with a really close friend of mine. He just came back from France. I'm uh, Cameron Kennedy Douglas. I'm a fourth year film and media studies major here at Ooh. UC Santa Barbara. Yay! Oh my gosh. Haven't interviewed a film major. I've been I've been saving it just for you. Um yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and also I haven't interviewed exclusively for study abroad students, which I feel like is a very large population here. If you don't know, UCSB has a really great study abroad program. It's all over the world. I haven't personally been a part of it, but I know a lot of friends who have great experiences. I have so many questions. How was it? Like, what was your first thoughts? I loved it. I getting off the plane and being so confused what time it was. I think I was on 36 hours of no sleep when I arrived. Wow. So, because I could not sleep on the plane. I was just so excited to get Mm -hmm. there. Yeah. But getting there and then getting into my apartment and then literally falling asleep on my couch in my complete outfits and waking up at 3 a.m. was all worth it once I got situated and it was just an amazing experience and I cannot wait to go back. It was for learning French. Okay. I took a film class on the side just as an elective. So I'm now French proficient. And as I, as of yes. On a scale of one through 10, how French proficient would you say? (laughs) Nuff. Okay. Okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, um, for our listeners, I just said, would you like to speak in French for the podcast? But parce que, uh, parce que I don't speak it anymore. <laughs> I, I took French in high school and then haven't spoken it really since because obviously when you got there you weren't like Mm -hmm. proficient in it first few weeks i mean in the heart of paris it was a lot easier because a lot of people speak english there Mm -hmm. there wasn't specifically moments where i was like oh i because completely like towards the end i actually got offended because people would be speaking me in english when i was like no i didn't say a word to them in english i would just be speaking to them in french they keep saying stuff in english i'm like no let's let's speak in french yeah like a waiter who was just being like, oh, hello, sir. And I'm like, bonjour. <laughs> well, I feel like, because there's like a really large stereotype, like for like French, mm. like people in general and like how Americans treat their language. Yeah. To be fair though, I, to say, I only met two people there who I genuinely I consider being rude to me everyone else in france was very kind well that's what it like obviously i feel like it's a stereotype more so pop culture has like reinforced i Mm -hmm. guess and you definitely have to be in the moment to experience Mm -hmm. it but beyond the language though like how was the classes oh it was great i was with in an accent center Mm -hmm. so i wasn't in a french university meaning i was surrounded by other americans which had its benefits and detriments one i wasn't speaking french 24 7 was a detriment but a benefit was also was speaking french 24/7. yeah i have friends who went to Lyon and they were in a french university and said it was a lot more difficult but i met people from all over america and i had class of nine students and they were from all different uc so mm-hmm. i have a lot of friends at ucla and uc berkeley and davis now oh. so 
I'd say. Yeah. Do would you say you knew more Americans than you did French people in France? Yes. <laughs> I I did make friends with my fair share of French people. But ironically, actually, I've made a lot of friends with people who were international there too. Mm-hmm. Like one of my closest friends I made there who was not my program was mm-hmm. this gal who was from Argentina mm-hmm. and she was also a film student but yeah we did a little tour at another university there which was fun like a little exchange day and so all these French speakers got to practice their English and all the English people got to practice their French and at the end of it oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, it was really good and then like this one person was like oh hey have you come to class and I'm like I don't go here. I I just I it's all my thank you. I, oh my gosh, that's the biggest compliment. Yeah, my gosh, I love that. Ugh, not me wanting to go to France. Go, uh, go. It's on the list of to dos. I'm <laughs> needing to work and save money, and then same. Yeah, I'm going to just go back. I will be back. Yeah, it's it's one of those like traveling abroad. It's not the like lack of wanting to. It's the lack of funds, to be honest. And I do think that like going through college is like the best way to be exposed. Mm-hmm. to like traveling abroad it is worth it it's yeah. a lot of work it is a lot of time and it is it is a considerable amount of money it's yeah. i worked a lot i worked two jobs during the summer uh and so i also helped with my parents a bit but that was it was mainly just me working really yeah hard. but it was worth it it was i don't oh, know i 100 believe it yeah, yeah. And i would do it again in a heartbeat but oh no we'll yeah. be seeing each other in france don't oui. you worry oui, oui. yes it's we oui. i'll be taking you to this one a uh, little pastry place I went to that was right next to Notre Dame, and I would study there all the time. I can name drop the Notre Dame. It was this little place called Odette. Oh my God. So, were you living like, was it through the university or were you living like a separate apartment? Uh, I was living in an apartment that they set me up in. Okay. So, it was with a bunch of other people who were abroad, but even just completely other people, French people. It was just an apartment. So, I was in my own single apartment, which was incredible. <sighs> And it must was, be nice. <laughs> a difficulty coming back. Yeah. Living with roommates again. Cause I was like, oh, I can stay out till 4 a.m. and sleep till uh, noon. And yeah. I mean, the, there's a, you have to be like respectful, especially when you have roommates. Cause it's like, it's not just your life, it's like theirs too, yeah. you know? But I miss having my own room. It, it <laughs> incredible. I mean, I, in Paris, I had my own. But like in Paris, yeah. Paris. Like you wake up and you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I was like, oh, you know, say like one night I was just like, I, uh, I think for some reason I'd been sick or something and mm-hmm. I didn't feel better. And I felt like I'd waste the day. Mm-hmm. So right around 8 PM, I was just like, you know, I'm going to go see the Eiffel tower. So I just walked to the Eiffel tower and went up it and got up to the top of it by around like 10 30, 11 PM. And it was probably negative 10 degrees Celsius up there it was just freezing as a california person um how was the weather now that you've mentioned it? it when i got there it was nice i was in shorts i was in t-shirt it was mm-hmm. great then it got cold and then it got colder <laughs> and it was little, it was chilly and rainy for the like a whole month which for some people can be depressing but yeah. i just was like it's paris in the rain yeah it's Paris dans le oh my gosh, I love that dude I need to get back to French it, okay. was, it was so great and I remember one one day I went my best little trip was I went with a friend to Strasbourg mm-hmm. 
and it was snowing there. And in the first time in my adult life, I'd seen snow like up close. To Strasbourg first. is on my list of like cities I want to go to because um, for those who don't know, in Central Europe especially, Christmas markets are a thing. It was great. <laughs> and I want to go to a Christmas market. It's basically just like christmas like little stalls and then they just like sell it's like it's a lot for tourism mainly but it's like definitely like a town thing and i saw a video now i want to go to one so definitely highly recommend if you're a study abroad student to go (laughs) to a uh, christmas market um 10 out of 10 i I think i went to like three mainly two but one in strasbourg and then one in um uh france so Mm -hmm. near when, where Van Gogh was buried. Okay. That was a gorgeous experience. And I drank mold wine, which is hot red wine. Oh, I, it starts with a G, right? It's, it's like, oh, now I need to look this up. Hold on. Um, hot spiced wine. I, I know, I know what it's called. Even I that like great pulp in it. Mold wine. I thought it was so good. Um, oh, what's it called though? Um, how do you say this? Gluin? Gluin? Glow, glow, glow. Glow there? I'm not sure. It's a very tiny. Um, but yeah, mold wine. Yeah, it's just it's mold wine. Uh, there's like I believe this is German. Um, Which, but went for four hours, I did go to Germany. Oh, like, love. When I was in Strasbourg, I was like, mm, let me just go to Germany. Mm-hmm. So I just walked. Uh, I took a little tram across the border, mm-hmm. and then went to the literal line where uh, France and Germany meet. And I spent like probably an hour there just like jumping over the borderline. Oh, I love that. Moonwalking, anything you can think of, like any movement, just being like, oh, let me just trip. If I could have flipped, I would have flipped. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love that. Every time someone passed me. It's such a nerd thing, but I would be like, bienvenue en France, or au revoir en France. So whenever someone would pass me, I'd be the official welcomer to France. I know, very nerdy. Uh, it's nerdy, but I love it, and I'd probably do the same thing if I was there with you. So you know what? It's fine. Um, but I love that. And guys, anyone want to sponsor me to go to France? I could segue into my favorite other home in Paris was the Cinémathèque Française, which was this amazing library of French film. It was a museum and they had all these amazing You're things. speaking my love language. Oh my gosh. They had the robot from Metropolis, which I thought was incredible. And I was like, oh my God, there she is. That, that's it. It was just like a library and I could go in for free as a student, watch any film and guys. So it was Ugh. great. And I watched it's making a lot me of really jealous. Weird, <laughs> rare films. Ooh. I saw films like um oh and the original Napoleon from 1927, which is insane. I would love just to watch original film like in theaters, you know? Like I grew up with very old films, um, per like my family, because <laughs> they were Western, like old black and white movie people. But I just to see those on the big screen though, or just like in that experience, I, I would literally die. <laughs> yeah. I saw while I was there because they had screening room mm-hmm. they like do big screenings. Mm-hmm. Uh I didn't see it while they were there, but they were doing a birth of a nation, a new restoration of it. And I was like, I'm not going to sit through four hours of that. 
but there was a huge line to see. Oh, I would have. I feel like the history of it, oh, I would be so interested. But I did see Ladies Man by Jerry Lewis, which is, mm. I'd never seen a Jerry Lewis film before, but was they were doing a retrospective on him, and so it was very fun. And that definitely a segue into the next segment, to be honest. Um, so I would like to put a disclaimer before we get started is um, we are going to be talking about films that emphasize the college experience. I thought it was appropriate since Cameron's here because um, he is a film major. And then also that I've done a lot of film history research. And so I believe both of our opinions are like valid for what we're about to talk about. However, I would like to say that the school and also either one of us were not sponsored promoting in any way, shape or form any of these films. We're just using it for commentary and for academically or critically um, analyzing them. Um, and we're mainly doing it under the guise of basically the cumulative image of college life and the student lifestyle. Um, we're also going to be looking at um, films specifically, we're not doing TV shows because we would be literally here all day. Um, <laughs> and so we're doing films that are prior or post-college life and also the college experience being a, a main part of the storyline. So it may not be entirely in college, but it has enough in college to be like a good representation of it, good or bad. Um, and we're also considering not only the date the film was made, but the time that the film is based on, which I feel like is indicative of how they perceive universities in general. So with that being said, are you ready? Sounds ready. Oh, Slay. Okay. Uh, we also made a whole tier list. So we are ranking these from S tier being perfection, which I highly doubt any of these will be in to be honest but there's one that i i like but i don't <laughs> want to spoil those yeah. um we have s for um like s tier being like the ultimate uh we have a tier which is near perfect i would say like a, this one is more so the best version of college closest to reality um b tier is kind of in the middle it's like it's a good experience, but it has a lot of flaws and a lot of stereotypes. C is a lot of stereotypes, but it's still fun, I guess. Um, and D is why does this exist? <laughs> so um, some of these Cameron has not seen and some of these I have not seen, um, but I have looked up all these films prior. So we're just going to give a little... Um, Let's I could see. only watch so much. Okay. <laughs> watch. The first one on our list is A Beautiful Mind. Mm. Um, so I don't know. Have you watched this recently? Do you remember it? I have not watched it recently, but I do remember it. And uh, have you seen this still? I saw it years ago. I don't remember the main plot. I just remember that one scene of her yelling out the window. Mm. Um, that's about it. So there is. Uh, a large portion of it that takes place at university because mm -hmm. she becomes university professor yeah. and such. But it is, if I recall the true story of an individual who pioneered the field of schizophrenia, mm -hmm. speaking correctly, uh, in that he had these individuals and there's a portion where he believes he had a roommate in college who turns out to be uh, a manifestation of his consciousness and uh 
it's presented in the film as a huge twist. It's like, oh, this character was actually, you had a single leader uh, this whole time. You didn't have a roommate. Uh, good film. And I also, it's has a bit of controversy because of its ending, I recall, because he accepts this award and it's a little falsified. Yeah, I feel like a lot of films that like illustrate mental health mm-hmm. or mental disorder in any way, shape, or form, sometimes it's a little bit like over, like they put a spotlight on it a little mm-hmm. bit too much. Um, like just because it's Hollywood, it's yeah. entertainment. It's mm-hmm. supposed to, it's supposed to be interesting. Yeah. And so I guess sometimes these films kind of get overboard with mm-hmm. how they represent it. Um, from what I remember of this film, I do remember enjoying it. There is one thing. I'm just recalling was that there was a big pioneering in the field of visual effects for this film. So mm-hmm. there's a scene where they had to simulate a child, like a baby. So they CGI a baby and yeah. everyone was safe. But uh, I remember reading about that and be like, wow, I had no idea that wasn't a prosthesis or prop or anything. But the ending, the controversial was actually parodied in a film, which has it even by Charlie Kaufman I'm thinking of ending things if you've seen that no I haven't very strange film well I'm not saying like the movie's bad like definitely like because this was 2001 right yeah <laughs> like for 2001 like visually it's great yeah um but purely from like college experience or like mental health standpoint probably mm-hmm. not the best so you want to say C tier or B tier I, I say B. 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 Uh, if I could put it in the middle, I would, but I'll put it in B tier. All right. For the sake that you're our guest. <laughs> okay. Uh, the next one is Dead Poet Society. I love Dead Poet Society. It's... I, it has been a long time since I've seen it, but I, ha- I just mentioned to someone the other day I am a big lover of poetry currently, and mm-hmm. I just was surprised a friend hadn't seen it who also oh loves poetry and I was like oh my gosh how have you not seen it I just it? it's one of those movies like a part one like if you're a part of the LGBT community like you need to watch this like it's it's one of those films and I just love it it's close to my heart um and I do think it does really properly like illustrate like the the mentality with mm-hmm. like struggling with your identity in like a college or academic setting mm-hmm. Um, also, Robin Williams. Robin do Williams. do I need to explain anymore? I mean, also, <laughs> I'm blanking on their name right now. One of my friends is very mad at me because this is one of their favorite films. Mm-hmm. Uh, they absolutely love that actor. And so... Yeah, but Dead Poet Society, it's the closest thing I'll get to S tier, but... <sighs> Is there, do I have any, like, you know what? We're putting it in S tier. <laughs> I was like, I was trying to put, like, trying to say something negative, but, like, I love that movie. <laughs> it's gorgeous, the visuals. Yeah. I, for my money right now, I'm saying that if you love Dead Poets Society, you need to see the film The Holdovers, nominated for Best Picture this year. Mm-hmm. Paul Giamatti, oh my God, it was one of the best films I saw. Yeah. And I've seen it twice now. It's just, Dead Poets Society, it's just like, it's just, it's so good. And I feel like, it definitely illustrates a lot of the problems mm-hmm. that we have with, I don't know, societal norms and ex- expectations. So I'm just, I love it. it um, it's due for a rewatch. Yes. Uh, next one I want to talk about, which I feel like is similar in mine, is Ladybird. Now, Ladybird, uh, here's the thing Ladybird, technically high school. 
but, but the ending takes place at college. Yes. NYU, incredible fault, right? I think so. And also a lot of it is about, um, the reason why I picked this is a lot of it was about what happens in the future mm-hmm. or like what will happen, you know, like it's a lot about like this uncertainty. And I feel like college, like, especially cause we're both fourth years, we're both graduating soon. It's like that uncertainty is like, our lives right now we don't know where we're going we don't know like all of this and i feel like lady bird just does a fantastic job of like illustrating that through a character i mean we both come from the same college do you ever go to Caldys in pasadena i've heard of it it's uh right near the uh, south pasadena public library it's a little cafe okay, yeah and that's where they filmed uh some cafe scenes of labor where labor work and that was my like go-to cafe growing up and so i always remember being like yeah. oh my god timothy sat right <laughs> yeah and i did i think it does help that like it's not just like the writing it's also the actors who portray these characters yeah. and Shersha ronan timothy chalamet yes. fantastic job a lot of these are for mental health and i did that specifically because we both experienced something similar i guess and transfer students the imposter syndrome mm-hmm. This movie talks about it a lot. And so I just, this movie is so good, but I think it's a really good illustration of mental health and not only just going to college, but experiencing college for the first time. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would put this between A and S tier. I know I said earlier that nothing would be an S tier, but now you look at at where we are. A, A? okay. Um, Next one, next one, next one okay this movie i i put it in here just because i have a personal qualm with fraternity and or sorority based films um mainly because they're often over dramatized they stereotype so much and i feel like we live in like because ucsb we have quite a few chapters and I feel like I neither one of us is personally in one, no. but we know people and also we've been around um, chapters. So it's like, we know enough to comment on it, mm-hmm. but I don't know, sorority fraternity life in movies is just why? <laughs> like, why is it so without putting like disclaimer? Like, no, it, just, it definitely is over dramatic. Yeah, I just... It's- it's a fraternity. It's just a club. I feel like there's there's ups and downs to all of it. I feel like most sororities and fraternities are pretty chill. Yeah, and I feel like they emphasize the party part to like so much that it makes this whole like personality that like in real life when you meet these people that are in like sororities or fraternity, it's nothing like that. Oh yeah, and I'm not saying not everything in these movies is wrong, but I'm just saying how they're portrayed is definitely negative towards sororities and fraternities anyway which film is this preparing to um this is everybody wants some you haven't uh, seen this, heard this everybody wants some i watched this now i the reason why i mentioned this film is because i watched it before i came here <laughs> for the first time it's a 2016 film which i feel like is important <laughs> um just because this film it's set in 1980 Texas, so we're 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 right at the cusp, you know, of like the groovy era, I guess. Um, also in Texas, very much different than California, but um, it has number, my first qualm is 
why do we have 30 year old actors playing college students? Just thoughts. Um, that's like, that's, it's also based. It's like, um, it's like a, he's a fresh, he's playing a freshman by the way, which is so funny to me. Um, and he's on a baseball scholarship. So that's kind of how it starts. He moves into a fraternity, which that's not how that works by the way. Anyway, but this movie, it's basically just over. It's just a party movie. That's just talking about this guy's naiveness, I guess, into what college life's about and how, you know, in order to be a part of the frat, part of the brotherhood, you know, it's, you gotta, you know, you gotta party, you gotta, you know, do things like not legal things. I just found it like really, really bad. And as a person going into a university, I was like, what the heck am I watching? (laughs) Um, And I think it's important to talk about like these types of films because kids like go from high school to college are watching these Mm -hmm. and expecting college to be that way. Like, you know, now mind you, it's not like they're, oh, it's going to be exactly like that. But Hollywood is representing colleges in this way. And like we absorb pop culture so much that it becomes a part of how we identify. Mm -hmm. So were you placing this on your list? D. (laughs) It's it's bad. I think that uh, the next one to segue into could be a fun one. This is what I saw beforehand. It's uh, Monsters University. It is on the list. We can, a very stark contrast, I will say. But it does include many of the same things. Yeah. It includes big parties. Yeah. For an animation from Disney, questionable. Yeah. PG. Film that includes a ceremony, which is pretty tame, but it's, you know. Well, it's still the idea, like, that should not exist. It's not good. And they're committing crimes, breaking and entering. Yeah. Um, You know. But it's Disney, right? Disney. It's clean, but I... But critically speaking, though, like, this is a kid's movie. Like, they're ingraining this type of behavior very early on. And Monsters... When did it come out? Do you know? 2013? Mm -hmm. Like... I would have been. That's relatively recent, quote unquote. I saw it when I was twelve. Like when it came out. Yeah, like it's it's within our within our lifetimes, and I'm like, it should be more. Uh, I don't want to say realistic. It's supposed to be fictional, but like, mm-hmm. it's supposed to show like good things. It's not it's, supposed to be like. Well, well, it is. It is interesting that it's a film by Disney. In which the characters get kicked out of college. Yeah. Get them kicked out and they drop out of college. Yeah. And I, it's not a good representation. (laughs) And that begs the question, is there a good representation of college life in film? Like we've been talking about like, because mainly Lady Bird and Dead Poets Society, we rank them high because of their like portrayals of mental health. But are they good representations of college life? I mean, that's the question. This in a way does have a good representation of mental health since my- It does. It's much more subtle. Like Sully has imposter syndrome for sure. Mm-hmm. He's got the subtle the name that he's got to live up to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mike was asked, he's always having to fight for everything. And it kind of, the pressure gets to him. Yes. But with that being said, though, it's not a good representation of college necessarily. And so it's like... It is, it is a 1980s college movie 
that is made in 2013 and yeah. set in 2013. It, it feels unrealistic. It yeah. feels like... So I would say this is like lower. It's Animal House, but with monsters. But you're not helping this movie. You're really not. <laughs> I Where would you put it? Pers- critically, I would put it uh, like C. Personally, I love the film. I'd put it in A. Yeah. It's like the soundtrack is my alarm to wake up. Like every morning... <laughs> I wake up to the song because I'm like, you know, I I live in that life. I yeah. Are you more of a Mike or a Sully? I would definitely say a Sully, mm. just because the imposter syndrome. Because um, like as transfer students, like we mm-hmm. we come here and we're like, everyone has their own friend groups. Everyone is like has their life, mm-hmm. and we're coming in here halfway or more than halfway and we're like hey <laughs> right it's you know you definitely feel a little bit like out of place yes. like looking into the aquarium rather than being in the aquarium mm-hmm. um and so i definitely feel that way but as far as the movie goes though i i want to judge these critically based off their representation regardless of how much we like the film even though i will say we did the representation i give a c tier yeah um even though we did rank ladybird really high but you know what i'm keeping that where it is okay um uh i'm going to put a disclaimer at the beginning of this podcast but i will have to put a disclaimer for this movie specifically oh i think no one's in there um and this movie specifically is the wonder, well, it's not wonderful, but graduate. The graduate. Um, I saw this right. It was one of the first films I saw in college. Uh-huh. It's also the oldest film that we're going to be looking at today. Uh, 1967. It dates itself. It does date itself, but it does. I feel it has been a while, but I do feel like having been in college and close to graduating does offer a, good portrayal of the mental health mental health i watched this very recently and i it's that sort of feeling of what am i doing i don't know the aimlessness but like like, and like also just like the whole um three like especially in the 60s and 70s mental health was just not a thing as Mm -hmm. it is today and you could definitely see that because the parents are like he's fine Mm -hmm. he's doing fine right he's our golden child and i have i have to mention the soundtrack that is of all of these films on this list, I think The Graduate. The best soundtrack. Best soundtrack. I'm, well, like, I listen we might it. have a few haters of a later movie, but. Um, it's, it's Simon and Garfunkel. I mean, it makes that sound so synonymous with college. It's mm-hmm. like, I definitely feel like Simon and Garfunkel music because of that. Can is like a yeah. soundtrack for college. And good casting, a little old for the time, again. It, yeah, I would definitely say the whole like mental like you can through the music and through like the main actor fantastic job by the way of like portraying like that internal turmoil i guess Mm -hmm. and not being able to express it properly um also mental health like Mm -hmm. being a thing like not said in like it's implicit um but it at the same time though it's also like fairly over dramatic um yes i mean i don't this usually does not happen um but well the um, not a with them in the bus her in the wedding dress that's that's like high that's like that's film history right there and that's yeah because it's like 
he's still it's that's that well that idea of uncertainty of like securing your future it, it is giving commentary to that idea and um and i definitely think that like mental health wise like post-college graduate Mm-hmm. the graduate. Yes. Um, I think it's really good. Um, I, obviously it doesn't portray him in college, so we can't really commentate on the college experience, but we can comment on the anxiety associated with the inevitable future after yes. we graduate. So I would definitely put this in like a. B, A, B, A. A. Okay. Um, next one, you have not seen this film, which makes me upset. Um, just a little bit. Um, this one is a horror film and I will say, um, a lot of these movies are in the same genre. College movies are usually in that like comedy, rom-com drama, like Mm. column. This one, while being a comedy is also in that thriller situation. And I feel like it is by its own genre, giving commentary on, like, college, I, mean, I guess. I think I'm, I can guess which one you're talking about. <laughs> yes. It's this Happy Death Day. It is, it is. Okay, so, yes. Happy Death Day, for those of you who haven't watched it, it's um, a thriller horror of this girl. She's in a sorority, um, and she, it's her birthday. And um, basically, there's, like, a day, it plays out, and then she unfortunately gets killed. But then she wakes up and it's like Groundhog Day where the day keeps going over. Groundhog Day made scream, I assume, right? Basically, yeah. And it's a commentary and it's supposed to be commenting on not only like the mean girl of sorority and the sorority stereotype of like the mean blonde girl, but it's also commenting on like this idea that like... I know college is like terrifying. You don't know what the future is going to hold. Do you want to keep reliving the same day over and over again? Like that whole idea, similar to like the graduate, you don't know your inevitable future. That's kind of what this movie is commenting about through its genre all on its own. Um, I love this film. Um, College, it's very overdramatic. It's a comedy. Like it's not meant to be an accurate obviously because it's like because the second the second happy death day too definitely there is a sequel um she gets stuck again (laughs) but they try to make an explanation for it which i wish they didn't do but um happy death day i do feel like is a good commentary though on what we were talking about fraternities sororities i guess Mm -hmm. um i don't necessarily think it's good um but i do think it's better than everybody wants on hmm. by like a mile <laughs> so how would you rate it on a on a scary scale of one to ten um, i'd say like a seven Ooh, seven okay yeah. i might check it out i'm often a bit of a scary cat <laughs> but who knows i'm gonna put it on b um only because I feel like a lot of the college movies are, are good at, like, I love a good commentary on the actual experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is not trying to accurately represent something, but it is commenting on what's happening in real life. So um, next one, let's do one that you have seen. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of... Frat, it's not really a frat or shorty, but they act like it. Um, 
We have Miss Pitch Perfect. Oh, oh. Um, I I saw Pitch Perfect when I was about 13, maybe 13, 14. It came out in 2012, right? Okay, so yeah, um, like 13 or 14, because it was yeah. it was on DVD, but uh you watched it on DVD? Oh my gosh. So, I watched it on the big screen. I it watched it on it. It was my first night in a church choir. Oh no. <laughs> so it was like, oh yes, we're all it was like a or stay away, sleep away camp. Mm-hmm. Saw it, and it terrified me so much I could not stand the spend the night there. Mm-hmm. This movie, part of the reason why I put it on there is I wanted to emphasize how important being a part of a community is on mm-hmm. college campuses. Because um, Becca, our girly pop um, main character of the film, uh, she's like a recluse, rebellion mm-hmm. introvert who doesn't really want to talk to anybody. She's her father's a professor at the school. He doesn't, you know, he's trying to get her out there, but she just wants to be a DJ. That's like her one goal in life. Um, but he wants her to, you know, live. And that's like, I feel like a lot of parents are like, we want you to experience college. We want you to experience independency, right? So she kind of goes through this whole character arc of wanting to not talk to people, but also like, you know, starting to slowly gain confidence in herself. And I can definitely relate to this because as again, we've talked about being a transfer student community here is so important. And UCSB does a great job of like having a club or org for every person, like very good, well-rounded. Yeah, um, I mean, and I, she definitely finds it in the film, you know, I have no qualms with acapella groups here. <laughs> I actually was invited to one and I wish I went. Um, Cause apparently we do have quite like good acapella I, groups here. I was in a club the other day. I heard them practicing. I thought they were really good. Yeah. So shout out to UCSB's acapella groups. I just want to mention that. I think who did Anna Camp play in this film? What was her character's name? Anna Kendrick. No, Anna Camp. Oh, she played the dub, the, um, she played the main girl. That was the main girl. Yeah, it's been a while. Aubrey Posen? Y- yes. Because yes. Anna was Becca, the main. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, uh, I met her once years ago on a... Uh, wow. Oh my gosh, I'm so jelly. <laughs> no, I was uh, I was doing an extra job on a show where she was... It was a short-lived TV show called Perfect Harmony. Mm-hmm. Okay. Back to Pitch Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> totally we're totally here um okay so pitch perfect we were talking like good like representation of community on campus yes. not necessarily good representation of college in general I feel um like it's been a while it, like i said but she does find community and she finds enough community to find to get two other movies true true and, and spin off, right yeah so i think it definitely is like when people think of like college, they think of this movie. Mm-hmm. So the question is, is it a good college representation? Like, yes. is it? Yeah. Okay. I think so too, within reason. A tier, yeah. Okay. The next movie you haven't seen, but it's part of the 2000s college kick of like just coming out with rom com movies that are my- mainly based in like high school, college. Okay, don't tell me. Just give me some more hints. I want to see if I can guess it. Um, it's with a certain actor. She played multiple movies. She was in a movie with Channing Tatum, which I also put on the list that I sent you. Is this Weekly Blonde? No. 
Okay, then what is it? Uh, it's called um, Sydney White. No, um, no, I'm sorry. It's a parody of Snow White, quite literally. Oh. But college edition, which is why I watched it when I was very young. A little too young, considering the movie's premise. But it's basically like a mean girl, nice, quiet girl gets the guy. It's like a whole, like, she redoes the whole fraternity, sorority, political system. Yeah, has a tragic backstory, of course, because you have to give a character character arc, yes. you know, the finesse. But I, while it's so, so far in terms of its plot to what actually happens, like she moves into like a frat house with a bunch of nerdy dudes. That's not possible. When I say fraternity, I'm like, there are academic fraternities and chapters. So that definitely this one is one of those. Um, but I feel like it's, I guess a better version of what I thought of college when I was growing up. What is, okay. This is a tangent, but what is that? There's some fraternity that you can get in only if you have a high GPA, at, like at PCC. There is. There was. Or I, I was in it. I think Sydney White, it's just, it's supposed to be a comedy, rom-com, mean girl, you know, um, but like mean girl versus the good. Is it a good college film if it just portrays like this, like the overarching theme? Like, you know, it's just not... I put it on this list only because I thought it was funny in comparison to like movies like The Graduate, mm -hmm. which are like stark differences yeah. because it's just like this is where college movies were at during this period of time. And this is where they progressed, you know? Um, I would definitely say it's not a good one. Like I would put it next to happy death day. And Cause it's, it's yeah. Cause it's, they're both comedies commentarily talking about fraternities, but they're not good. Okay. Like by any means, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're going to talk about, we're going to do these two movies together just cause they fit Mona Lisa smile which I haven't seen. Oh my gosh, you need to watch this. I would like to preface by saying this movie is based in 1953. That's where the movie is set in. And it's based on an old girls university in East Coast, more so South area. I don't know which state specifically. They do mention it in the film, but it's an old girls university. Uh -huh. And so very, not all the characters are wealthy, but they are have prestige mm. so there's this kind of like i don't want to say pompous but like very elite thinking of the students mm -hmm. and julia roberts plays this professor straight out of ucla you know very it california west coast exactly very west coast thinking but she's a very like modern woman i'm doing air quotations modern woman for the set place that this film was in this film was made in 2003 so it was also early in films if we're going to talk about colleges specifically but this movie is commenting on women in the academic and higher education field it's commenting on art history at not only as a form of like academia but also like as a subject entirely um it's commenting on like the role of women in the household, traditionalism, feminism. I do want to preface by saying we're using feminism in the context of women's equal rights. Mm -hmm. So 
And I just love this film and how it represents college or the dynamic between professors and students, because I feel a lot of people do it negatively, but this movie is on the perspective of both the students and the professor. And it's talking about how some professors can change your life quite literally. We've definitely had experiences of having professors that have influenced where we've gone and how we're here right now and how we also perceive professors have a really big influence. And so how we perceive things is oftentimes based off of what professors we've had. And so this film I cannot say enough good things about it. Um, there obviously are problems with it. It's based in 1953, so there is the sexism, um, to say the least, but it's commenting on that. So it's not necessarily portraying it as a good thing, but it's portraying it as a way for the audience to self-reflect. And in the college life, I feel like that's really important because I don't think we talk about it enough in today's community. Okay. Um, so where are we putting this? I am putting this in S tier. Okay. Uh, um, the next one I want to talk is Legally Blonde. I've seen clips of this. Okay. I have seen, I know the general gist. I, okay. I know the aspect of it. I've seen, I think it's great casting. Uh, I can say, I think the premise is really awesome. And, mm-hmm. and I think that, I just love that aspect. She was like, I'm going to Harvard. And they're like, no, you can't. She's like, I'm going to do it. She yeah. it. Like, it's not realistic to how the college application process is um, from experience. You're saying you could just come here no. deciding? No. Um, but I do think that determination, like being in college and academia, yeah, it's really an inspiring film. Um, I definitely like how it, she's like a woman in a field that's dominated by men. I feel like we and don't talk about that. Her like, individuality. Yeah, she keeps that mm-hmm. pink life. Yeah, the pink life. Um, and I do think it's a really good representation of women in academia. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, I would definitely put this in A. Next one is one we've both seen, Social Network. Yes. Definitely on the opposite spectrum of the last few movies. Definitely not a good representation by any means. But a good film. A good film. It is on the same wingspan of The Graduate, Lady Bird, Dead Poets Society, but not necessarily a good representation of college. Great score as well. That's another great, fantastic score. If we're talking about the film, like schematics, Chef's Kiss. But also, I just want to say, like, I remember this film. Uh, I was in a class and it was on our syllabus that we'd be watching it. Mm-hmm. I have not seen the class. People were just like not showing up to class. That day, full. And it was like everyone wanted to see social mm-hmm. network. Turns out the professor put the problem thing on the syllabus, not the social network. We were like, okay, it's a good film. Yeah. It was not social network. Yeah. No, I definitely feel that. But it's not accurate to the college experience that we know. Mm-hmm. And yes. that is currently happening. I would say B. B? I'd say A. Well, it's a good film, but we're basing this off of college criteria. Okay. So B. B. I agree. Um, okay. Whiplash. So. You have seen, I have not, but I've seen enough of it. I feel like. Yes. It is Damien Chazelle. I can speak about the film aspect of it and that it's like. It's it fantastic. Is fantastic film. Fantastic. I mean, like he he made this film. It started as a student film, short film, and he got J.K. Simmons to be in his short film. That's pretty huge. And then he got him to be in the feature length, and that's huge too. And yeah, 
Also, just like to say that I had to watch this film for a class <laughs> and it like writing this paper, it wasn't, well, it wasn't like a huge paper, but it was like commentary on like, I think we were talking about like PTSD and like anxiety disorders. I think that was the specific paper that I was talking about, but it's again, like a lot of these movies, mental health is such an important aspect of like the college experience, at least the modern college experience that I absolutely love this film and it's betrayal of it. Dramatized, yes, for the yeah. sake it's also based off of a musician. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the dynamic between a quote-unquote professor and a student, um, which definitely wouldn't happen in terms of like, because yeah. it's very much illegal. Yeah, but I've, I've asked musical students. I've been like, hey, so is, does this like, happen? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. But it does comment on like, that pressure Mm -hmm. like that overarching pressure you sometimes had especially in like very high impact majors Mm -hmm. and education in general so i definitely feel like it's like a yeah yeah i'd Um, say i'd even go s tier plus like you know what i agree with you i'll put it in s -S tier all right uh last one it's a film that i've seen you have not it's a netflix film called someone great this one, this one is not based primarily in college. However, it is talk. It's about a breakup of a relationship between two people that met in college mm. and then continued dating for then almost eight years. It's the aftermath and how you deal with that. It's also dealing with friendships in college that have continued past into your careers. Mm-hmm. It's talking about having career after college. It's talking about kind of that uncertainty that mm-hmm. comes with age and also just with what are you supposed to do with your life, you yeah. know, after everything happens. So I love this film. It was great. It so you, was, you would give it an S in terms of their quality of liking it? In, in terms of, yes. So in terms of my enjoyment of the film, it's positive portrayal of like relationships especially post-college um obviously neither one of us has an experience in that but i feel like it's a dynamic a lot of people struggle with in college especially um so post-college life so um in terms of its college representation in these scenes that are based in college it's very accurate it's not like over dramatizing it's very much more like a i don't want to say biopic but like um it's giving like commentary it's giving like more realistic it's more accurate to like what you would see in this area Mm -hmm. um more just like everyday interactions interactions with a group of girls especially like really good friends it's giving that so So where are you putting it i'm the only reason i'm not going to put it in s tier only because it's college portrayal is very limited. Um, it's not solely based in that. Plot. But it's the aftermath of college. Yeah. So I think what we should do is go through the list one more time from the bottom up and just say what we were and then see if we want to just now we're like, okay. maybe, maybe. So D tier, we have everybody wants some. It's staying there. <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen it, but I, I think you're right yeah it's not a good portrayal but it does i i did want to comment on it because it's it is an older movie old-ish movie uh 
period based that is having a negative impact on how we portray college in like mm-hmm. modern cinema. Then we've got um, my favorite, but it is low. Yeah. So we have a C tier, which is not a good representation. However, it is better than the latter. I mean, it's C, C for Cameron Tier. Cameron Tier, but they, they are, they're not accurate to college. They're not accurate to college, no. uh, especially our college, which is Monsters University. Yeah. A B tier and A tier are um, tied. So B tier, we have A Beautiful Mind, Happy Death Day, Sydney White, and Social Network. I'm th- I've seen a little bit of Sydney White now. I think we might want to bring it down a little bit. I think it. I think it goes in C. Yeah. I, I think it's okay. That's fair. That's fair. Now having more information, I I think it's C. But yeah. I think that Legally Blonde staying in B. Maybe even I mean, a little higher. I don't know. What do you think? I think which one? Legally Blonde. Oh, Legally Blonde and A. Um, I think it should stay there. I don't think it's S tier. Okay, but let's. And then we got Social Network. I think we just did Social Network, so I'm stick, sticking with B. Yeah, I I think it's stay. These I think are fine. Okay, but now A. I think we might have a little changing there. I think Ladybird might need to go down to B. I, I know you don't want to. I think you. I think we need to re reevaluate. I think it just it might be B, but I think in terms of representation of college, it, we need to separate the aspect of how much we love the film. That's fair, but I do think. Too bad there's not an B plus here. <laughs> okay. okay, we'll put it in high honors. Okay, then I would also the graduate. I think it's. I think it's, you have seen if it. We're, yes, I have. You have you've seen it. Okay, I've sorry. seen it. You've seen it. Okay. Because if you're going to talk about Lady Bird that way, we need to talk about The Graduate. <laughs> I'm like, I'm trashy on Lady Bird. But, it's like, but it's the aimless afterwards. It's he is. Well, the it's the same as someone great. Like we're in the afterwards of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. But I would much rather watch someone great based off its representation than I would The Graduate. The Graduate isn't accurate. It is inaccurate, but it, it is also a, a timepiece. It is a yes, but does that mean it's good though? It is. It is of its time. That is. It is a good film of its time. It is may not be the best representation. So I'm putting it here. <laughs> it's not C tier, but it is B tier. Yes. Okay. Pitch Perfect. I think if I put it any lower, we're gonna get hate. Okay, we're keeping it A. Legally Blonde as well. Legally Blonde is saying someone great. Yes, um, which I need to watch. Yes, you do. Um, and then S tier. I think if it goes in S tier, I think it's staying in S tier. Yeah, Dead Poets Society, Mona Lisa Smile, and Whiplash. I think are good representations. Now with S tier, we do beg the question: Are these perfect representations of college life? I mean, Whiplash is a college in hell it's yes it is but but it's a it's an extreme version of the college experience however it is very accurate in the internal anxiety struggle yes it is the representation it is hell yes so and so is staying for that reason dead poet society same thing um i do think it's more accurate in the college experience of that dynamic between roommates dynamic between there are um, they is it okay just want to make sure is it it is college that they're in uh, because it could be be like boarding school 
but well that's like elite pre-college it feels like a college it does feel like because it's like because it's a preparatory school like boarding school you have roommates you have Mm -hmm. yes there's a clear difference yes we understand that but i do think it is a good at least on the like dynamic of finding yourself and like self-discovery but maybe because that it could be a because it's not technically college okay you know what okay we'll put that there then but I think okay. Mona Lisa Smile and Whiplash. Mona Lisa Smile, you need to bring us out because that that would like. Yeah, I've seen a bit of that now, and I was I'm thoroughly convinced. So yeah, uh, Mona Lisa Smile. I call it the prep into art history mm-hmm. um, because it's one of the first movies I watched that talks about the art history, like academic side, critically, um, and it's based in the perspective of women, which is very rare because art history is a very male dominated industry, and so like the art world in general is very male dominated. Obviously, that is changing because of modern times and societal standards but i love this movie i think it's a great college representation of the time period that it's basing itself in college is not this way now however it probably was during that time period Mm -hmm. it it definitely but it's commenting on it and Mm -hmm. it's commenting on the problems with that and it, it does it beautifully so I definitely think it deserves S tier and this is us not advertising. I want to repeat, we are not advertising anything. However, if you want a a critically like analyzed by two people that are really into film and are also college students who are getting, I'm getting a degree in film theory. Um, and I've have extensive research in film history. So theorizing, like I can say like, Oh, whiplash is, has a panopticonic view of the pro- proletariat yeah. <laughs> all those um, words and it has and you know Mona Lisa style like analyzes traditionalism mm-hmm. in academia so take that with a grain of salt um obviously these are our opinions and you no, may this, have no this is fact You're, this, the, this is our critical opinion and we believe that these are based off of how we view the college experience in our own personal lives. Obviously film can always try to get close, but it's never going to really truly be accurate to real life. Yes. So anyway, but I hope you enjoy us arguing and or commentating on this. I had a fun time. And also thank you, Cameron, for being on the podcast. Argue analyzing. Argue analyzing. Yes. (laughs) Argue analyzing. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thank Uh, you so much for inviting me. This has been a treat. I really (laughs) like this. And Um, yeah. I cannot wait to hear this when it comes out. Slay. <laughs> for those of you interested in being on the podcast, we still have some availability for potential guests. If you're interested, there's a QR code on our Instagram at UCSB underscore students. Look for the podcast post and do all the instructions through that. Awesome. I think that's about it for this episode. Thank um, you so much. I really love representing my other film majors of course this was great i love any excuse to talk about films i'll take it Mm -hmm. but um follow us on ucsb underscore students um on instagram and twitter um and i will see you in the next episode goodbye